Warning. The No AC Only Fans podcast may include content not suited for non-mature audiences who can't take a joke. We would like to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Enjoy. Welcome in to the No AC OnlyFans podcast with your host, Big Crispy, a.k.a. Big Simpin, a.k.a. Tyler Gum. We're doing things a little bit different today. Uh, not sitting across the table like always, my main man, Christian Klein. He is sidelined with that COVID-19 right now and uh, wanted to get something out for you, ladies and gentlemen, this week. So, uh rocking solo it's just gonna be me and you for a little bit of time i don't know how long i'm gonna go you know we're gonna talk about a little bit of things here and there and uh just kind of discuss um you may dive deep into my brain i definitely want to talk some football because the nfl season's starting soon so we're probably going to touch based on the matchups i'll probably give you my predictions and things you know something fun lighthearted. Uh, we're going to keep it a little bit comedical at one point we might get a little bit dark as well <laughs> You never know when it comes to just hanging out with me. Uh, it's definitely going to be different. If you like this type of content or you would want us to do more sports stuff, you guys got to let us know. I'm definitely down to shoot a little sports segment every now and then and upload it either in a separate channel or a separate type of program or something. Just got to let us know in regards to that. Uh, but we're just going to dive right into it. I hope all your uh, Labor Days was good. You know, all you motherfuckers that... Ain't be working, better not be celebrating that shit because, shit, that's for the working folk. And, you know, we've been working hard out here. We deserve that shit. It, it's been a rough week, and uh, I'm glad to get it started. And these past two days already being back at work has drained the shit out of me. If you can tell, what you probably can't tell, this is a Wednesday night. So we're shooting late and getting this up on Friday. Um, I want to dive right into it, though. I want to talk about an interesting thing I saw on the internet. Now, I thought I saved this interesting thing, but I guess I did not. Um, I was looking back trying to find it, hopefully, you know, thinking, damn, maybe Big Crispy just (laughs) saved it in the wrong place or some shit. I can't find the fucking thing. (laughs) I don't know what I did. I don't know where I put it. Um, How it was contexted. I'm going to try to explain it the best I can off the knowledge of my brain um, from what I discussed with it, but it goes something like this. Basically, it's about being rich. Uh, We're going to discuss that. So I think, you know, a lot of people that are born rich and that are rich already, you know, they're used to that lifestyle. They have fun, right? You know what I mean? They, They get whatever they want. They do whatever. I think most of the uh, the things why people are, you know, middle class and lower class and shit like that, why we want to be rich, it broke it down really good. It, it kind of explained it in, in the fact of we want to be rich for the fact of basically you don't want to be rich for the money and the status. That's not what it's about. Being rich is be about being, you know, not having to worry when rents do, you know what I mean? Or your car payment or anything like that. Like that's, that's a perk of being rich, right? You don't have to worry about when your bills do. You don't have to worry 
uh, you know, what you're going to eat that day. Uh, you don't have to worry, you know, can I buy a new pair of shoes? My old shoes are going bad. You know, can I eat healthy vegetables and shit like that and not buy junk food? Because if you, if you know, junk food's cheap or shit. And not everybody can afford, you know, all the healthy vegetables and shit like that. Like, not everybody can do it. So a lot of people resort to junk, ramen noodles and shit. Shit, I've been there. When I was living up north on my own in that apartment for a while, I mean, some people didn't know how bad Big Crisp had it at one point. I was working, you know, that boring-ass factory job, basically making ends meet, paying my rent, paying all the bills I had to pay, you know, taking care of Lily and shit like that, and basically suffering on the side, you know, you got to take care of her, but shit, I'm eating maybe a pack of ramen noodles a day, sometimes nothing. You know, some days I would just go without eating and skip eating a day or some shit. It was the real struggle. But, like, other than that, I mean, it's just not only that. Being rich, you got to think, like, you're rich. You, you know, you don't have to spend your days grinding 24-7, you know. You look at a lot of rich people. They take time off. You know, they, they don't have to be up front in their company. They don't have to be up front on the ground manual labor type shit like it, it's about being able to be back and you know enjoying time with your family and shit and just being able to sit down and like relax and en- enjoy the time with the loved ones you got you know look how many people out there can't do that because they're grinding every single day you know they're out there working anywhere between eight to 12 hour days coming home working doing shit around the house you know getting their kids ready and shit Not a lot of people have that time to go spend and go do something with their kids or, you know, just take a day off and enjoy it and, you know, actually spend quality time with them. It's mostly like on a schedule all the time. And, you know, it sucks for a lot of people. And I think that's a big change. And that's why a lot of people would like it. Myself, you know, giving back is a big thing. It's like, you don't want to be just rich to be selfish. I mean, look how many people are rich out there and they're selfish. Yeah. You know, there's a certain point where you're going to be like, this money's my money. I work for it kind of thing. But there are people actually out there with kind hearts and shit like that, that want to give back and give their money back. I mean, like shit, if I had the opportunity, can't speak opportunity to take care of people or whatever, you know, if I could pay my mom's shit or whatever. Like if I could pay her bills and shit, I would, you know what I mean? Like if I had that opportunity to cover somebody or if somebody was in need to be able to assist them and help them out, because that's karma down the road. That's good for you. I mean, that's what being rich is about. Being rich is about being rich in the soul, not necessarily being rich just to show it off. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I don't think a lot of people understand. And that's a lot of the rich people that are out there that, you know, they, they're not rich. Just to be rich, you know, they're rich to flaunt it and show it off. They don't give a fuck about us or, you know, everybody else. But there are those good rich people out there that are more modest and give back. And I mean, shit, I've seen it myself. A lot of people that, you know, they'll sit down and they'll actually, you know, donate a lot of money. I mean, shit, look at Bezos' wife. All that money she got from that divorce, she's donated almost half of it. Now even more. That chunk and shit. There are people out there that want to do good with their money. And, I, you know, I think that's the true, honest reason why a lot of people want to be rich. is not the money and the status. And you shouldn't hold it against somebody that's trying to get rich. 
um, you know, they they may actually want to do good with that and, you know, support their friends and shit like that. That's all it's about. Like, yeah, of course, I would love to be rich. You know what I mean? I think Christian would, too. We would love to have enough money to where we don't have to worry about shit. Sit down and do what we love, you know, build a business and shit like that. But I think a lot of us would give back and, you know, try to actually help other people out. I would love to take friends and shit along in this journey that want to start businesses and stuff and be able to support them and, you know, run that shit. Like, that would be an amazing goal to do one day. And hopefully we get there. That's all I can ask for. But that's, you know, honest truth about being rich, and that's kind of a little deep dive into Crispy's brain here, and I just figured that would be a little fun segment to get into. Uh, Before we get into the dark segment, because I actually kind of have some weird shit that I seen on TikTok that I, a video I wanted to share about a confession thing, but we're going to probably save that for the end because it is it's a little bit fucked up. I did see a uh, picture here, which I'll insert it on the screen. Uh, all my gamers out there, this one's for you. Uh, this is basically a gaming post explaining, you know, you got X amount of money. And you got to pick, you got $15, basically. You got to pick your all-time sports game rotation is basically what it is. So you got $15. You have a slot of $5, $4, $3, $2, and $1. In the $5 category, we got Madden 2004 with old Michael Vick up on the cover. You got NBA 2K, I'm guessing this is 11? Can't tell which one it is with Michael Jordan on the cover. Uh, You got FIFA 13. I mean, I know there's some soccer players out there, but FIFA kind of sucks. You got the all-time greatest in the last NCAA football game made to this date. Because obviously with the new college rule, we'll see what happens. NCAA football 14 with old boy Denard Robinson on the cover. You also got Street Volume 2 Basketball. Decent game. In the $4 slot, we got the MVP Baseball, EA Sports 2005. You got EA's Fight Night Round 3. You got NFL Street 2. We got Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2004 and SS Tricky to round that out. In the $3 slot, we do have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, UFC 1, 2007 SmackDown vs. Raw, Need for Speed Underground 2, and Rocket League. Going to the $2 category, the most underrated price game probably here, NBA Jam. We got College Hoops 2K13, I believe that is. Uh, We got Super Mario Strikers, the, you know, Mario soccer game, which that I actually played the shit out of that on the GameCube. Uh, We got Skate, the original one. Uh, We got NFL Blitz. And then in the $1 category, we got Wii Sports, the Backyard Baseball, NBA Live 2005, ESPN NFL 2K05, I believe that was. Um, Actually, decent. You know, I actually don't mind the ESPN NFL games. Those were actually pretty good. And Mario and Sonic Olympics. You got $15 to spend. I'm going to come out right on the top and say you have to go with NCAA Football 14. For all my football fans out there, that's going to be five of my $15 going up. I think uh, we might flop around here. The most replay value on this list, I think I'm going to go with Rocket League. 
I've put hundreds and hours into that game, and I mean, it just like never gets old. It's just constant challenge. People are just constantly getting better. Um, especially if you play on PC, there's a ton of custom ability and shit like that. So I think you have to go with that. Um, going into the category, what's that? That's uh. $8 now. I think I have to go into the two. We might round this up. Um, I'm definitely picking NBA Jam. That's going to put me at $10. I'm probably picking Skate as well, which will put me at $12. And this is the rough choice. I mean, I don't have another $4 game. I do fuck with Tiger Woods PGA Tour. I think what I would go with here... It's so hard. Um, I guess I could go with another $3 game. I want to take Wii Sports because Wii Sports is just so fun to get fucked up and play with your friends and shit. But there's so much nostalgia in the SmackDown versus Raw and and, and uh, Need for Speed Underground 2. But I think I have to take Need for Speed Underground 2 on this one. Give me a good racing game. And that goes out the categories. Um, if anybody, gamers in this category, want to make your decisions, leave them in the comments. We'd love to see them. Can't wait to see what's up with that. Um, now I kind of want to touch on football because it's football season, people. Football is starting. We're going to get right into it. The schedule this week, I'm going to give you Crispy's predictions. We're gonna, I guess that will going to be a trend. So the first game of this week on Thursday, tomorrow at 8.20 Eastern, we got the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. Um, I feel like this should be a cakewalk for the Bucs, but I don't know. I think Chris Godwin is currently uh, nursing an injury at this moment. I know Dak still has some shoulder issues coming off that injury. He's taken in the preseason when he was throwing in uh, training camp or whatever. If you watch Hard Knocks, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I think I'm going to take the Buccaneers on this one. If I had to predict a score, I'm going to take it uh, 31 to 14, we'll say, Bucks. Uh, don't know if that would be accurate, but fuck it, we'll go with it. Uh, and then moving to the Sunday slot, we do have the Jags versus the Texans. Currently, Trevor Lawrence starting at quarterback. Um, I believe, is it Tyrod Taylor starting for the Texans with Deshaun Watson being out? Um, I don't like the Texans at all this year. I mean, they got so much going on behind the scenes. I think they're just going to be ass. <sighs> with Trevor Lawrence being his first start, I get he was named starter. They got rid of Minshew. Uh, I believe he went to Philly. I I mean, I, I guess you would take the Jags because the Texans are just lost way too many people, and I think they're in a rebuild. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans lose every game this season. Um, I'll take the Jags there. I'm not even going to predict a score because it's either going to be a low-scoring game or Trevor Lawrence will blow them away. Uh, moving on to the next game on Sunday at 1.00. We got the Chargers at Washington. Uh, Justin Herbert, if he played like he did last year, they're going to come out and light this game up. I get Washington's got a good defense, um, but they're missing some weapons on offense currently. I believe Curtis Samuel is out due to injury, uh, groin, if I remember correctly. 
So I do not expect Washington to have a real good attack game, maybe a good running game. I know they got some decent wide receivers, but um, if Herbert plays like he did at all last year, they should just be able to take that one away. Moving to the next game, we do have Seattle at Indianapolis. Um, I am probably going to take the Seahawks here just because they're healthy. Um, currently with Carson Wentz coming off of his foot surgery, um, same with Quentin Nelson, um, as well as Ty, um, T.Y. Hilton is out currently, and I believe one of their other linemen has just suffered an injury or is on COVID protocol. I don't know. Something's going on in that building. Everybody's got COVID. Uh, if you watch the Pat McAfee show, Pat McAfee got COVID. So maybe he was up in there. Um, who knows what's going on, but, uh, I think they're going to be kind of on the bench for a while. So I would probably not take the Colts in the next couple weeks until everybody's healthy. Um, So Seahawks are definitely going to win that one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout because Colts still have a decent defense. Um, I believe Darius Leonard is going to return in time. I know he was suffering from a little bit of an injury in COVID. I believe he was also on the COVID list, but uh, who knows? Jets versus the Panthers. this is Zach Wilson's, I guess, time to shine, right? Is that his last? I don't even fucking know if that's his name. But um, basically, yeah, uh, he's going to have to show out, if anything. I think the Panthers, you know, with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold actually looked pretty decent, and I know Christian would want me to call this game in his favor, which I think I'm going to take in his favor. I think the Jets just still have a lot of building to do. I don't think they're going to win this one very easily. Um. I'll take the Panthers in it. We'll see how they play. We'll see how Sam Darnold plays. You never know. He might be seeing Ghost again. But uh, with Christian McCaffrey back, they should be pretty good. Um, Vikings at the Bengals. Joe Burrow coming off of his injury he suffered last year. We'll see how that game plays out. He didn't lose, uh, was it A.J. Green? But A.J. Green really didn't fucking play anyways. Kind of a piece of shit. Uh, so I kind of see the Vikings taking this one. You got to roll with the Kirk Cousins train, I guess, for as long as you can. Dalvin Cook, I'm sure, is going to run around on this game. But with them having Bengals having their receivers back, you never know. Joe Burrow might make something special, but I think you got to take the Vikings in this one. Um, moving on, we have the Cardinals at the Titans. This is going to be a big matchup. You got Kyle Merling on one side. Ryan Tannehill on the other, um, but I think big old Derrick Henry, Arizona Cardinals are not that great against the run, and I think Derrick Henry, even though they added J.J. Watt and stuff, I think Derrick Henry might be able to run away with this one. The Cardinals did have a you know major uh, add into their offense with the receivers and everybody. They picked up Hopkins and everything. I think they have a great attack. I think this one's going to be a close game, if anything. I have the Titans barely squeaking this one out, if I'm going to predict it. Uh, You know, it it could really flip-flop either way. I'm hoping the Titans, you know, with the adding of Julio Jones and everybody else they have on the roster, uh, I definitely believe the Titans are going to pull away with this one. It's going to be a slim victory. I wouldn't be surprised a field goal or less. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the first game of the season going overtime either. Um, moving on to the next matchup, we got San Francisco at the Lions. Uh, I mean, Dan Campbell's first game 
yeah, he would love to pull off a win. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start because of Trey Lance having a chip finger, so he's not going to be the starter for week one. The 49ers have a decent team. The lines are okay. I just think with the experience of the 49ers and Garoppolo, they're going to take this one. I think that would be another close game. You have the Steelers at Buffalo. Uh, I think this should be an easy game for Buffalo, if we're being honest here. Big Ben, I believe, is returning. We'll see how his old ass does. If he's still jerking the salami like he's been doing, but I doubt um, he's going to be playing well as he could. See if he'll be able to hit his receivers or not. We'll see if Juju's still dancing on fucking TikTok because that was a big issue last year. Um, obviously, their running back situation's gotten a little bit better, uh, but I think Buffalo, you know, they just have too many threats. Josh Allen's just still too good. Josh Allen is my fantasy football quarterback, which we can discuss that. Um, I The running game is the only thing that concerns me with the Bills right now. They're kind of splitting work between uh, the Zach guy. I can't even remember his fucking name. Zach Morris or something like that. Give me two seconds here and I'll be able to tell you. Because I also have him on my fantasy roster. <laughs> uh, Zach Moss is his name. So they're kind of split between Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Currently, Zach Moss is the better runner of the two. Um, he's looking better, so I'm hoping that they play him more. I still have him riding my bench this weekend, though. But I will give this game to the Buffalo Bills. It should be kind of easy. Yeah, Pittsburgh has decent defense, but it's Josh Allen. He's going to throw all over them. Uh, the next game slot, we have the Eagles at the Falcons. This one's going to probably be a surprise to people. But I think the Falcons just take this one away. I think Matt Ryan and them bounce back after having a horrible defense. If their defense can step up and make plays, I think they'll be all right. But they have too many new weapons on offense, younger receivers, um, addition of Kyle Pitts, Mike Davis as running back. I think the Falcons win this one. Um, might be another close game, but they could blow them out. It really just depends on the Falcons defense. I am a Falcons fan, so that might be biased, but... uh. They fuck me again, and the defense just gives up 30 points in the fourth quarter like they have been all year. I'm probably going to fucking drop this team. Now, I'm going to save this. Well, actually, you know what? Fuck it. We'll talk about it. This is a certified Big Crispy's upset of the week. I think uh, this is going to be a very close game, but I think they're going to be able to pull it out. I have the Cleveland Browns beating the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend in Kansas City of all places. I just think Cleveland has looked a lot better in the preseason. If anybody watches Jarvis Landry's YouTube, um, they can't Mayfield down in Texas. They've all been together. They've been kind of, you know, collaborating with each other, really getting out, putting the work in this offseason. I do think the Browns have a chance. I mean, you just have Nick Chubb. You have way too many good receivers. Last year was kind of, you know, them trying to figure it all out. They're not really being connected with every, each other. I think they're going to be good to go. And I think they take down the Kansas City Chiefs in a close one. Um, I, You know, Patrick Mahomes coming off the Super Bowl loss. I think he's going to be okay. Obviously, you have Travis Kelsey. Obviously, you have Tyreek Hill. You have all these threats. But Kansas City lacks in a running game. I don't think quite, or Clyde Edward Hilaire is that great of a running back. If you look at any of his stats, he's actually pretty trash. 
he gets stuffed a lot on the goal line, and I think the Browns' defense is just too good this year to worry about that. Um, it's a very close game, but I'm going to take the Browns in the upset on this one. I'm not a Browns fan, so I hope all y'all Ohio Browns fans, you know, uh, hopefully you love it. I mean, I don't know a lot of Cleveland Brown fans, but, uh, you know, down here in Columbus, I have a few friends that are Browns fans, so (laughs) good luck to you, and hopefully you get the dub. Moving on to the next game, Green Bay at the Saints. Now, the Saints were scared to play Aaron Rodgers in Dallas due to it being a dome and he winning. They actually chose Jacksonville's field out of strategy. Um, Aaron Rodgers has only won like four of the X amount of games he's played in Jacksonville or whatever. Um, He doesn't do very well out there. The weather and conditions are going to be more in the Saints' favor. They're hoping to get him there. Um, If you put Aaron Rodgers in the dome, he's probably going to throw all over you. He won a Super Bowl in Dallas. You got to remember that. So I'm going to still take the Packers in this one. Um, The Saints questionable quarterback, uh, Michael Thomas being out. Obviously, you still have Kamara, but I would not trust the ball in James Winston's hands in front of them. If anybody, you got to start Taysom Hill, and I thought that's what they were going to do. But it's not looking that way. So uh, I'm going to take Green Bay in an easy win on this one. I think the Saints still have much to pick up. Now coming into two (laughs) trash teams lately. You have the Broncos at the New York Giants. Um, This one's going to be a little bit weird. You obviously have Danny Dimes, you know, still up there in New York. You get the return of Saquon Barkley. Uh, The wide receiver core is okay. I still don't love New York. I mean, you get um, Drew Locke back in Denver, I believe. They shipped out Philip Lindsay. You got Melvin Gordon now. Uh, I think Denver wins this one in a close game. But I think this is another flip-flop. I'm going to take Denver over New York. Uh, Dolphins at the Patriots. This is going to be a very close game, too. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins are actually looking pretty good. But Tua Tungalova, however the fuck you say his name, can't speak it, can't say it. I think he's a decent quarterback. Uh, Mac Jones actually looks pretty good this year. And I think the Patriots are going to be a pretty good sleeper team. I mean, Mac Jones looking good. They have a lot of young players and experienced rookies but I think these are people that can get the job done and if you look at it I think they were getting held back quite a lot in camp due to Cam Newton Uh, so I'm probably going to take the Patriots on this one actually I will take the rookie quarterback you know versus the second year quarterback at this point I don't think the Dolphins fully trust him I know the Dolphins are good this could bite me in the ass, but I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. Uh, the Bears versus the Rams. I would hope to God the Bears don't start Andy Dalton. Um, you might as well put what's his Justin Fields in there. Um, if they play Justin's Fields, I hope to God because I have was Allen Robinson on my team as a wide receiver. It's like my wide receiver one. I would love that. So, um, If they play Justin Fields and he starts or he gets put in within the first two quarters, I think the Bears take this one, but the LA Rams with Matt Stafford is very hard to go against. And I just think Matt Stafford is way too good and he has too much to prove, so I believe I'm going to take LA on this one in a close game. Um, Matt Stafford was held back a lot in Detroit, and I think he can uh, really show what he has to do in LA. 
LA still has a decent defense. Um, we hope he pulls it off, but uh, I'm definitely taking the Rams in a very close one. We'll see how it plays out. Um, obviously, with uh, what's his nuts, Justin Fields, if he gets put in the game or not, because I think that's going to ter- determine it too. He's a playmaker, and that kind of determines that game. For the Monday game at 8.15, obviously that was the Sunday night game, last game. But for the Monday game, we have the Ravens at the Raiders. I think this should be an easy win for the Ravens. Yes, the Raiders have, obviously, Josh Jacobs returning and some decent players, but I will never trust Derek Carr for my life. That man has sucked for years. And the Raiders organization has sucked for years. Um, so I am not going to take the Raiders in anything. I will take the Raven- Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Yes, they lost J.K. Dobbins. Yes, they lost uh, the other running back. They're working on like their third and fourth string running backs, but they have decent running backs. I believe it, what is it, Gus Edwards or something? I, I can't remember who the fuck the running back is. Uh, starting for the Ravens, but I trust him. I also trust... What's his nuts? Uh, Tyshawn Williams, which is the backup running back. They just have too many threats on offense, and they have a decent defense, so I'm going to take them in the win there. That is officially, I guess, uh, Crispy's picks for the week. Hopefully next week we can get Christian up on here and actually go through all these together. If you guys have any predictions or you want to discuss any games or anything, leave them in the comments. Message one of us. We may give you a call or something and get you up on here. Discuss your picks of the week. Uh, if you want to do scores or betting, feel free. We can get into that. Now, moving on from the NFL, I would just like to, you know, talk to everybody for a little bit about life and things. Uh, I mean, going on right now, it's been a struggle. The podcast has been kind of hit and miss lately the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been taking a week off here, a week off there. We just, you know, with the holidays and the weekends, we've been so busy. Um, been helping my brother move lately. So, you know, been up north a lot on the weekends and things. So it's just kind of finding a time to get down and sit down with you guys and talk. Um, I don't think this is going to be a super long episode, but you know, like I said, it, I just want to sit down and give you guys something going into the week and the weekend to enjoy, whether it's something different content or not. It is what it is. Anyways, um, anything interesting going on in your lives, let me know. I've been disc golfing a lot more. For people that may not know, that's been fun. Uh, fuck Area 51 disc golf course over here in Obets. Uh, played there the other week on Saturday, actually, this past weekend. Lost two discs. Uh, that course is shitty. The fucking weeds are up to your head. It's nothing but thorn bushes and prickers and all that shit. It just fucking sucks. I trudged through that shit all fucking <laughs> all Saturday morning, uh, watching college game day and shit. Um, and basically just got poked the fuck out. Speaking about college game day, how about them Clemson Tigers, Christian? Because uh, that was a disaster. Uh, Clemson Tigers lost to Georgia ten to three this weekend. Um, I think it was a very defense-sided game. I don't think Clemson quarterback is as good as people think he is. And guess what? You didn't play a cupcake in the beginning of the year, so that kind of was what happened. Do they go out and win out the rest of the year? Probably. I can see Clemson maybe being a 2-3 loss team going into the playoffs, but uh, that was rough for him. 
My Michigan Wolverines got the win. Fuck you, Buckeye fans. I, you almost lost on Thursday. You look kind of rough, so we'll see how it goes. Michigan kind of cruised to a victory, put their second string in about the beginning of the third quarter, and still continued to score another 20 points um, on Western Michigan, which, sure, cupcake, but, you know, it's better than nothing. Um, moving to this weekend, I don't even know what the college matchups are. I'm not worried about that. I'm done talking football, really. Um, picking my brain and everything, though. I mean, you know, a, a big topic of discussion lately on the podcast has kind of been mental health and going through shit. And, you know, that's been a thing I've been struggling with the last couple weeks. And, you know, it's really hard to talk and open up and shit. But uh, kind of just open up. When you're on your own on the podcast, I feel like you're just talking to yourself, kind of. So it's a it's a little bit different, but um, I mean things have been a little bit rough. I I just been down in a rut, you know what I mean? Um, it's definitely been kind of hard. Uh, just a lot of pressure with work and on top of the podcast stuff, you know. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like, yeah, we do a lot with this, but a lot of the pressure is kind of put on my back burner alone. Um, I'm not saying Christian doesn't do anything or whatever. Like, yeah, he's great. He's got a tough job too. He works all the time. I understand it. He doesn't necessarily know all programmings and things. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's really hard to get stuff done when you're the only person. And it's like, you know, trying to manage everything. And then on top of taking care of a kid and stuff, it, you just stretch yourself so thin and you basically feel like you get nothing done. And, uh, you know, it just puts you in a depression state a lot of times. And that's kind of what's happened lately. Um, doing a lot better, though. Like I said, being able to get out, go disc golfing, going to my brothers and helping him move has helped a lot, too. You know, being able to get out and just be active and, you know, spend some quality time with people you love. I recommend that, obviously, if you're going through some shit like that. Get out, relax, enjoy yourself, you know, try not to stress about it. I've tried to take some time off, not really doing things on the podcast side, um, but it, it's really about that time where we start the grind, you know. Things have been going good. Our numbers have been increasing. Um, the big thing I think we struggle with right now is just marketing. I I don't find time to do it, but I'm going to try to better schedule my life, I guess you could say. I've never been... A person to be organized or anything um i'm very kind of just all over the wall and try to do things last minute i don't think that's healthy that's not a good way to run a business either after doing some self-reflections um so i'm going to try to set a schedule and stick to it you know try to release uh try to add more people into helping in regards to you know things whether it's the podcast or Life and shit, as you can see, it's kind of crazy behind me too. Uh, there's community garage sale this weekend, so I'm just trying to gather up a bunch of shit too in the basement for that I've had for storage. I mean, a lot of this shit's my mother's shit that she just fucking has no place to put it, so she put it in the basement over here at my place. And, uh, you know, basically we're going to have a garage sale and get rid of a lot of shit, which will be nice. And um, whatever, I guess, left is left. Uh Done a little bit of resin casting again, too. I know that was a big thing I started in my 3D printing. Uh, that has helped me kind of um, get back into normalcy, I guess you could say. Back to doing stuff I like. Um, 
I, I did spend a lot of time more cleaning and organizing than creating stuff. I mean, I made like two things. I made a, a coaster, um, which actually was like just a bunch of over colors that I did in mixture of. I tried to do something sweet. Turned out <laughs> half sweet, half not so sweet. Uh, the colors kind of blended on one side, kind of made it look weird, but I did get a cool effect on the other side. It was kind of more like a a cutting board paddle type of thing that I did out of resin and, you know, the colors and shit. It's downstairs, downstairs still curing currently. Um, uh, really got to work on that shit, though. I don't have a level surface, so it's, it's really hard to keep it level all the time. And I tried to level it as best as I can. But it doesn't always work that way. So we had a little bit of leveling issues on it too. Um, but that's, you know, the perk of doing resin casting. I need to get more into working on the dice and stuff because that's what I originally wanted to start doing. Um, and then just experimenting more. Like I said, in my free time, I'm going to try to schedule time to myself. I think that's a big thing for people, not only, you know, single people, but people with parents or parents, geez. People that are parents and have kids, I think one of the big things that, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself is schedule some time for yourself. It's okay to take an hour or two, you know, to yourself or whatever. Um, or even on the weekend. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest things is my free times on the weekend. It's spent with you guys, you know, creating the podcast and stuff like that and working away. And I think that's where my biggest issue lies is I was always running around. And I never had time to myself. So basically when I was in those type of depression states or mindsets, I basically wanted to shut everybody out and not talk to anybody, not do anything. And basically stayed in the house by myself. And my sleep schedule was always off, you know, staying up all night, sleeping all day, ignoring people and shit like that. It's just not a good way to live with anybody. It's hard to admit you have a problem, but you know, you got to do it when you got it. I think it's, um, it's a big step. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully everything continues to go good. It's weird talking to a camera by myself and then looking down at the laptop and trying to make sure I'm looking up straight. I'm sorry. Got sidetracked just the way it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the big things I work on. I hope anybody else that struggles with that type of issue or, you know, has any depression issues or just even it's hard for you to function. You know, I, I think that's one of those things you just got to take it hour by hour um, hopefully this whole making a schedule thing helps and trying to stick to it. You know what I mean? You can't be successful being the lazy person as much as it, it sounds. You really like, if you want something in the world, you're not going to get it unless you sacrifice other things, which I mean, every successful person has basically said that you're going to have to sacrifice time. You're going to have to sacrifice money. You're going to have to sacrifice friends, family, all that shit. You're going to have to sacrifice shit like that to be able to become successful. And that's just kind of what you have to do. You have to sacrifice time. Um, I'm going to try to balance that as best as possible, obviously with Liliana being in gymnastics and school starting back and keeping on that track and everything else and working a full-time job and all that shit being stressed all the time. It's, it's, it's hard to stick to a schedule, but I think if I can plan out my days and stop wasting my free time instead of, you know, sitting there being lazy scrolling on your phone I think that's the biggest problem for a lot of people is the fear of missing out when it comes to content um I I know that's one of my biggest issues is like you're sitting there and you know you're scrolling through YouTube or whatever and you're like oh I gotta watch 
um, maybe, you know, your favorite YouTuber or whatever, you know, like he releases a video every day or something. It's like, oh, I got to watch it now. Or I think that's one of my biggest issues. I try to catch everything that I want to watch in one day. And it may not always be healthy. Um, obviously, you shouldn't be just watching shit all the time. You should probably be doing something more productive. Um, if you throw it up on the background while you're doing something that's different. But a lot of times, I think we just find ourselves getting lost in watching videos and shit like that. You'll throw a video on, and the next thing you know, that 30-minute video, you've sat down on the couch, and you've been watching a 30-minute fucking YouTube video, and that time, you can't get back. Um, so I think hopefully that will help in the production side of things in regards to that. We'll eliminate that as much as possible, but just staying busy, really. And productive because that's the best thing you can do is stay productive, whether not even in just life, but in a business sense, you need to take time and relax. Yes. And you should take time and relax. Yes. But it's doing it at the appropriate times and basically the times that you shouldn't be relaxing, you should be productive and try to do the best you can at getting, you know, that set and shit like that. And basically, you know, work through everything you got to work through. Don't fall yourself behind. Don't wait last minute and don't just let things build up because next thing you know, you look at that pile on your plate and you say, shit, you know, I got all this shit to do in one day and I don't feel like doing nothing. You know, you get in that mindset and then you don't do it and then, you know, you're fucked kind of thing. (laughs) That was how I was in school. I mean, I think that's where it kind of started as much as I hate to say it, but I think when they really beat that whole um, habit start early thing, I I think it's kind of true because I was very bad in school when it came to that. I never wanted to stick us to a schedule. I was always last minute with everything, projects, whatever. Did really good on them, but was last minute, and I didn't apply myself properly, and I think that kind of carried over into adulthood a little bit, which is um, self-reflection, I guess you can say, in regards to that thing. Moving on from that, though, I mean, I hope everybody's been doing well. Um, I kind of want to get into this dark side of Reddit that I kind of came across. Um, this is pretty fucked up. I'm going to play the Bluetooth audio. Uh, we're just kind of listening together. I may pause and talk a little bit about this situation. I kind of want, I really wish I had Christian's input on this, um, just because I feel like it may be something that he should have an input on as well. Um, but basically, I'm going to play this and we're going to talk about it because it's a dark side of life. And I think this Reddit thread is, it, it's very weird. It's confessions and I've kind of dived into it after watching this TikTok and it's crazy to think what people go through and they don't say it. They don't want to say it. You don't know what someone's going on in their home life. And basically these people <laughs> go through shit and you would never know in the dark shit that people think and the dark shit people see. Um, but we're going to start this up here. Hopefully it's where I wanted to. Putting my extremely profoundly anonymous confessions from Reddit users part one of four. Mind you, these may be shocking, sad, creepy, or downright disturbing. I'm putting my extremely profoundly disabled seven-year-old into a residential facility so I can forget he exists. I'm not sorry. I can't tell anyone this, even my therapist. Lambase me if you want and maybe I even deserve it. I only ask what you would do if you were in my situation. 
Not what you think people should do. What you would really do. I'm a single mom of two boys. 12 and 7. My husband passed away three years ago in a work accident. A very large portion of me believe it was a suicide. I can't see him ever making the mistake he made that caused his death, and he had taken an action just before that which ensured his co-workers weren't in the room. I fully believe he killed himself because of our younger son and no one will ever change my mind. We were told when I was pregnant that he would have Down syndrome. We could handle that. Even if it was severe. It turned out he has a chromosome deletion. His disorder is kind of rare so I won't post which specific one, but suffice to say he'll never be anything more than he is now or has ever been. And what he is, is nothing. He doesn't appear to have any awareness and never has. His eyes are locked in one position, he doesn't respond to noise, touch, or pain. He is total care. He is capable of nothing. He is tube fed and on oxygen. He is in diapers and will be forever. He makes no sounds, no attempts to communicate. He never even really cried as a baby. He has never made an attempt to interact with anyone or his environment. I'm not upset because I got a special needs and imperfect child. I feel the way I feel because this thing takes up 200% of my time and does nothing. I didn't get an imperfect child. I didn't get a child. I don't love him. He doesn't have any personality. There is nothing to love. And yet I'm responsible for him. In addition to his extreme delays, he's also medically fragile. Respiratory crises, fecal impactions, his autonomic nervous system doesn't function properly, issues with his G-tube, infections, pressure sores no matter what we put him on or how we position him. Our older son has suffered because his non-existent brother has colored everything in his life. His medical care gets delayed because there's only one of me and his brother is more critical. We do have a visiting home nurse but only 20 hours a week and we aren't eligible for more. I was starting law school, I gave up my dreams and my plan for my children for this potato. My older son can't do a lot of things he wants to do because of the younger's need for care and appointments. Alright, so that's that's part one of this. Um, it, it's something really dark to think about. There is a second part to the story. Um, basically, to have a... Obviously, I don't know how many people out there have a special needs kid. Um, I've known very far in between of people that do, and most of the people I've known throughout my lifetime uh, are high-functioning. I have a cousin with Asperger's, too, um, and he's pretty high-functioning, though. He has a job, you know, drive, all that stuff, does normal shit. Um, I think it being in that state, in that mindset, it, it seems like this mom has gone through a lot in my opinion, and like I said, this confession page is like, it's really dark, man. It's it's just really dark. We'll talk about it more after the second part. But basically, taking care of a disabled child, her child basically can't do anything. It just sits there, lays there the whole time, doesn't make a sound, doesn't make a, you, you don't know anything about it, doesn't make any peep, doesn't let you know it's happy, doesn't let you know it's sad, literally cannot communicate. It, you just literally have a, basically a dead body it's breathing and it's eating some type of way and it's you know producing feces but it doesn't do anything else um it basically sits there uh, i think it's a very dark mindset you know like her thinking her husband killed himself um basically in a work accident you know making his coworkers flee the room so he can have an accident and basically not being around um I think obviously that may have been hard for him to live through. 
and you know maybe he couldn't say something and i i think it's one of those tough decisions that's your kid you know what i mean whether your kids that bad or not i think you that's a tough decision to make and it is what it is and we'll get into part two because there's kind of some more in the story and the way it feels and how the other kid feels so we'll get into that anonymous confessions from reddit users part two of four mind you these may be shocking sad creepy or downright disturbing the final straw was i heard a sound I went into younger son's room to check, thinking he had forgotten how to breathe again, and saw a older son hitting him and screaming, you're why I don't have a mother. You're why I don't have a father. You're why I can't have friends over. You're why I can't be in sports. I didn't ask for you and I hope you die. Instead of being horrified, I watched. And younger son just did. Not. React. No signs of pain or fear or upset. No reaction at all. He breathes but he is not alive. He doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know who older son is. He has no sense of self, life experience, or awareness of his surroundings. He doesn't need to be in my home. He doesn't know or care where he is. He is genetically my son but he is not family. My previously abused, brain damaged cat who can't walk straight has more personality and is far more lovable than my child. In fact I was looking forward to raising a Downs baby. Even one with severe impairments, for that reason. With disability can come gifts. This boy is not a gift. He is a genetic mistake I probably should have miscarried and would have definitely terminated if I'd known he would be like this. And the flip side is, if he has awareness. He's miserable. And there is nothing I can do. If he has likes and dislikes no one knows what they are. If he is in pain he can't tell anyone. If he wants anything, he can't communicate. He's had every imaginable therapy, nothing has made a difference. And so he's leaving our home on the 29th. I feel excited and relieved and then guilty because I know we'll be happier with him gone. He's already taken my husband and my son's father. He was working so so much, to pay for the cucumbers care. For the experimental therapies insurance wouldn't cover. Because this one was going to be the breakthrough. He was tired and defeated and disappointed. He sought counseling as well but I don't think he could ever say the words I don't want my son in my home either. He's ruined my older son. I was so wrapped up on the younger I never realized how ignored and damaged he was. He lost his father too. I didn't just lose my husband. He is my priority now and this malignant lump can be someone else's problem. At least they'll be paid a wage to care for him. At least they'll get a break from him when they punch out. I just want to never think of him again and I'm not sorry. And for that, I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. I, You know, that's, that's some dark... That's some dark shit. You know what I mean? Um, real, real dark shit. Uh, to basically, you know, her son feels some type of way about, obviously, the other kid. Um, I think that'd be very tough. Obviously, you have to, you know, uh, take care of basically somebody else. Um the whole time is it, it's it's just crazy to think um basically that you would have to take care of a child that has no sense of awareness you know no sense of anything and it's just basically he's just there uh you know there's no nothing that you can do to change his mind 
you know, you can't make him happy. You can't make him sad. He's pulling life from other things um, in your life. And I just think that's that's something really fucking crazy to think about and go through. Like, uh, obviously, this kid, you know, it's not obviously the kid was born and the mother wanted to take care of it. But like the 12 year, like the 12 year old said, you know, he didn't choose to have a brother that was going to take his whole life from him um, and basically leave him useless and not be able to do anything with his family. And just, you know, he's just basically there and he has to suffer the consequences. And like she said, you know, with her, her husband dying and everything. I just, I just think it's really fucking weird. I think this, this like whole confessions page is just fucked up. Like it's a fucked up thing and it's a fucked up world that we live in. But the sad part is nobody, literally nobody is going to tell you this in person. Like no one, no one is going to tell their best friend. Like you couldn't tell your friend that like, yeah, I shipped off my kid because uh, he was fucked up or something. You know, you can't do that. That is like, that is something so fucked up, I don't think you can do it. And I just don't think you can, you know, sit there and have a conversation with somebody normally and tell them some shit like that. It's okay to type it in the internet. That's that's the thing I think people don't realize is like, you can hide behind yourself on the internet. There's ways to get around it. Make an anonymous profile, you know, you can do whatever. Um, VPNs and all that shit. And you can post something like this. Uh, make a throwaway account. That's what a lot of people do on Reddit for various things but uh all you gotta do is make make a throwaway account post how you feel and i you know it's the same as if you were just jotting it down but you can actually see people react to it and you know the reactions and other people's thoughts and shit like that it's just it's just fucked but um i just want to go ahead and maybe see if i can find a good one on here and read it out and we'll see like obviously there's some like shitty ones right like this this one was like oh i just littered in front of someone's house today like that's probably a boring ass story um and it's just crazy like even some of the titles of these things like this one it was like when i was a kid after an argument with my dad i took his expensive watch as punishment i planned to eventually give it back but then forgot i'd taken it and basically he lost the watch um Obviously, that's not as fucking bad as the last one was, but it's pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> I just want to go ahead and just see if I can find a good one. And maybe we can get something good up on here to end it with. Uh, anyways, I mean, if I want people's thoughts on this, if you guys want to hear more of these confessions and shit like that, let me know in the comments, too. Um, I probably should have done research beforehand, but you know, I didn't give a fuck. I was kind of just kind of decided to make this episode last minute and that was it basically. Um, and that's all that matters, but like, okay, well, uh, so here we go. Here's, well, I guess this is kind of more for our attention. It basically says the title is I faked a seizure and pretended to swallow 14 um, Ativian pills. So my parents would call the ambulance and take me to the hospital. 
Uh, it says I suffer from chronic health and anxiety, uh, hyperchondria, especially about an illness called CRPS complex regional pain syndrome. Ever since I saw a news article about a girl who uh, got this disease, I was uh, doing okay about two weeks ago. And suddenly last Wednesday, I got electric shock pain in my arm, convinced I'm developing some this condition. So I told my parents that I swallowed 14 pills, but I originally swallowed about three to four so that they could call an ambulance so I'd feel relaxed in the hospital because there are doctors around me. A few days after my SOS, uh, Tavian pills stopped working so I could... I was never nervous wreck because my health anxiety is crippling. So I started faking seizures so my parents would take me to the hospital again so I could feel safe because I'm at home my anxiety is horrendous. I ended up in the ER twice because of the fake seizures. I didn't do them for attention. I'm just a lot of emotional distress and the only thing that kept me close to sanity and feeling safe was being in the hospital. After four days of lying to my parents, I confessed to them that I made it all up to be in the hospital in order to feel safe. I'm very lucky that they were understanding. I felt very guilty that I did it to them and also selfish, but I caused them stress. But at the time, I felt that I needed to put my priorities in front of everyone else's because of my crippling health anxiety that makes me feel sick to my stomach. Um, obviously this girl is going through something and had to do what she had to do. Uh, and basically that's how she felt safe. I'm not saying it's okay. It's just some of these things is crazy. Um, and like, here's another one. We'll, we'll dive into this cause I've seen this as a big topic and I kind of want to touch on this. It says until today I was a vile internet troll. I'm now going to make an effort to be kind to others. I said awful things and harassed people. I said racist shit, sexist shit, and all the for a reaction. A lot of people say that trolls do it out of uh, psychopathy, but from what I felt, mostly self-hatred, not doing this ever again. I feel like the teachers always said, treat others how you want to be treated, which is basically true. Um, if I remember correctly, I read an article not too long ago uh, basically, this guy was on Twitter confronting um, this girl because she like was posting pictures with her dad or something like that shit. And basically, this dude was like harassing her and calling her fucking nasty names and shit. And she ended up finding the person's like address and his parents or whatever. And it was like a teen. And she called the kid and like sent emails to her parents of like basically what the kid was saying and stuff. And like. They like actually did an interview with the kid like after he was being harassed. She was I can't remember. She was a comedian or some type of celebrity. Um, and basically the kid like like did it all because he was getting bullied in school. Like he was being bullied. So he, uh, you know, took him being bullied to bully somebody online that he doesn't know. You know, his father, I guess, wasn't around or whatever. So that's why he bullied her about like, you know, her having a dad and shit like that. and. The kid basically, that's where he found his comfort in making somebody else feel like shit, which is weird because, you know, if you think about it, like you're being bullied. So why, why would bullying somebody else make you feel better? But I, I just guess it's the natural reaction in the world. You know, somebody's beating up on you. You feel better after beating up on somebody else, but that's fucked up to do. I mean, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't harass people, especially people you don't know. 
all because of your self-hatred or gain or, or, or something like that. Like it blows my mind. And I think that's a big thing with cancel culture too, is like people, you know, it's one thing to, you know, cost somebody their job or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if, if somebody's working at McDonald's and they do something fucked up, go ahead and cancel them. They can find a new job. But if somebody's worked their career in years and years and years, and it's something harmless and, you know, it's something that like you shouldn't be fired over, but you make such a ruckus that you get somebody fired over something they said 20 years ago or some shit like that. That's fucked up. That's fucked up to do. And I mean, I get the whole Me Too movement and you want to call people out when shit's going wrong. I get it. Do what you got to do, but don't, you know, don't basically ruin somebody's name in the ground for something that may happen one time. You shouldn't be able to basically ruin somebody's life because you feel like something is wrong. It may not feel wrong to other people. And, you know, like I said, people grow and people change. And uh, I think that's one of the things a lot of people have to consider is, uh, you know, it's basically. It, would you want that done to you kind of deals is how I see it. It's like if you made a dumb tweet or a dumb Facebook post because Sure shit, I, there's some out there are big crispy I've done where I look back and I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. Probably shouldn't have said that. Probably shouldn't have done that. That was a little bit edgy, you know what I mean? Uh, that comedy may not roll into today's time. Um, a lot of comedians use that same thing, you know, they're like a 9-11 joke back in the day. May not hit different than it does now, you know what I mean? So people get more offended and shit like that. These edgier jokes, you know... It, something may have been funny five years ago and it was okay to say it and people found it funny, but it's not okay to say it now. Um, and they realize that, but there's no reason to defame somebody's character, you know, and basically ruin everything they built because of a joke they made X amount of years ago or anything like that. Um, that's pretty fucked up to do to somebody, especially like I said, if, if that was funny in that time and nobody had a problem with it, why is it a problem now? You know, nobody was calling you out back in the day because you made a 9-11 joke or a cancer joke or something like that. You know, some some dumb, a Boston bombing joke I, I seen on fucking TikTok the other day or whatever. Um, Basically, like, yeah, that shit was fucked up. We know it's fucked up. It's dark humor, though. Some people find it funny. Some don't. You don't have to agree with it. I don't agree with everything you agree with. It's okay to live in a different world. It's okay to have different um, comedic levels. It's okay to feel a different way. Obviously, if it's something major, you know, other than just a joke and it's actually something bad, then yes, you have all the right in the world to necessarily, I guess, cancel somebody. I, I wouldn't go the full extent of wishing somebody would die because I see that a lot. A lot of people are like, oh, who'd be fucking dying shit like that? no. You don't realize uh, enough people ganging up on them is probably punishment enough. And that, and that's that basically kind of deal. You shouldn't have to worry about anything else. But um, it's, it's just crazy, crazy world we work in or work in Jesus living. And, I, you know, I think it takes a lot of people have to have self-reflection when it came to um, things nowadays. And I think people need to relax when it comes to it. And just, you know, calm down. It, the life isn't that stressful. Stop worrying about what other people do. Don't worry about your own self. Unless it's obviously something we should worry about. You know, then, then we can reach out and do something about it. But uh, 
don't just go attacking people because they said something you don't like and it was socially acceptable in most places. You know, it is what it is and you don't have to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of want to read this another quote. Um, I don't know. This kind of looks like a good one. Am I forgiven? I stole my morality, mortality, what, mortally disabled grandma. What? When my grandma, when she was 53, after having her first child, my nan got into a brutal car accident. Before managing to put on her belt, she flew through the window, mangling, or flew through the window, windshield, and smashed into a lamppost making her into a low-functioning human, not being able to move at all except mild movement in her jaw. My family used to visit her a lot before her death, but me being an ignorant nine-year-old stole a remaining 20-pound note out and buying myself multiple Pokemon packs in which I didn't get anything good and kept getting change out of it every maybe week yeah, I, that was just barely bad worded. I can't pay back what I've done, and now I live with my guilt. Try to help people as much as possible. Nobody knows that I did this, and I needed to vent. Have a good day. Thank you for the following for reading this. Uh, thank you for your support, people who gave me. I'll really use this advice. Thank you again. And <laughs> I think that's that's the problem, is... That's another thing you have to realize. A lot of these confessions on here, that's shit people have to live with. This is shit people, they're living with this shit. And basically, like, I don't think anybody knows what somebody else is going through. You don't know what they're holding back. You don't know what sick shit they've done. I mean, I, I've seen some fucked up shit on this page. I'm not going to lie. Um, There has been some fucked up shit on here. And it's not... It's not a great place. Like I said, it may not be for everybody. They may not be able to handle the mental capacity. Um, but a lot of this time, uh, it's basically mild confessions, yes, but there are some dark ones. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. And I would say it's worth the read. If you would like us to read more on here, go ahead and let us know. I would definitely love to do this, I think it's interesting. I think it's fun to dive in the mind of other people and see how they react and how they feel about it. Um, it's definitely one of those things that it's very touchy subjects a lot of the times, but a lot of times it's just simple shit. You know what I mean? Nothing too crazy. I mean, there's different types of it, but we can get into um, definitely some crazier shit if you would like. And we can dive into stories. I mean, there's some crazy stories on here. It's not just confessions like this. We can go into dirty confessions and shit like that. Um, I don't know, like we talked about on the Hilliard Hose page. Or not Hilliard Hose, the Hilliard Confessions page. Um, some of the funny shit that was been on there. I'm sure I can pull up that Twitter and retrieve some of that shit if you guys are interested. Um, and basically, anything we do is open to you. We would love more feedback from you guys as a audience we try to do our best um i know it's very weird just having big crispy on this episode but it's a 
big crispy special and uh wanted to create something for you i hope you guys enjoy this content and basically do what you got to do with it um take it in in the weekend enjoy it while you're watching football do whatever you want to do i do well, i think we're just going to wrap it up here i don't have too much to talk about thank you for listening to me being dumb diving into my own head a little bit Talking about sports, which is something that interests me, um, I would like to be able to do that more often if you guys are willing to take the content. If not, we'll put it on a different page. Um, I know Christian enjoys it as well. We had a big weekend in music. Uh, Obviously, not this weekend necessarily, but with Donda dropping and then Certified Lover Boy. uh, So I actually have a double song of the day special for you guys. Uh, We'll get into first with Drake's song. That I done picked out. Uh, I picked one off of Drake's and one off of Kanye's album. Uh, the songs that I felt necessarily I liked the best. Um, I am currently only halfway through Donda. So um, I have not experienced all the songs. And this is one of the songs I like the most. Um, like I said, but I'm only halfway through it. There are other songs that I like more. Um, I think there was one song that I was listening to when I was only about halfway through, but I really liked it, but I didn't want to put it on here without knowing it. Um, so first up on this, uh, I should say bye to YouTube, by the way, because this is copyright music. Always check the descriptions for the links, uh, to the songs of the day. I do post them down there in the description, follow the social medias, get you on no AC only copy the merch. I do have that new shirt collab that I worked with uh, to someone very close to me, or I shouldn't say very close to me, geez, but someone I worked with, um, I'm going to put that shirt collab up here soon. I've been working on that, like I said, with uh, the depression the last two weeks, it's kind of been on the back burner, um, but I need to get that posted and get that up for anybody that is willing to buy it or is interested in it. Uh, but first up, basically, we're going to have Drake, The Remorse, and then Shortly after that song plays, I'm going to go ahead and play Kanye West, Hurricane. Uh, Both of these songs are longer songs. Uh, They have a different type of feel. I definitely recommend listening to them. I would appreciate if you listen to the songs fully. Uh, Like I said, just really listen to the words. And, you know, a lot of the shit may not apply to you. um, What they're saying or how how they feel or, you know, whatever. You know, not everything's going to apply to you. But just think and put... Put yourself in some of them situations. Take some of those lyrics and like apply it to your own life and like think of a person that fits, like especially with this Drake song. Kind of think of a person that may fit in that category of like, oh yeah, this person, this person, whatever. You know what I mean? Just do what you gotta do. But that was the episode this week. I appreciate y'all for listening. Goodbye to YouTube, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all you fucking listeners on them platforms. Enjoy the music. Uh Like I said, YouTube, their links will be in the description. We will catch you next Friday, hopefully back to a normal schedule. Um, Christian should be off quarantine or at least if he's feeling better. I really don't give a shit about COVID that much. But he was feeling like shit this weekend and I was out of town anyways, so it kind of worked out. Um, But we're going to go ahead and get into a song of the day. Like I said, first The Remorse and then Hurricane by Kanye West after. Um, I love you all. I really do. I appreciate your guys' support through everything. You know, maybe not a lot of people see it, but comments from friends, um, and family. If I cannot die, it's late at night and I'm tired, but, um, 
comment and supports from friends and family, you know, it's, it's seen, it's appreciated. And we, we do love you all. Um, everybody that supported us through this time and continue to listen, you know, we can't thank you enough. Um, we hope you build and grow with us as we grow. Um, I hope you continue to support us. Um, I do have the option. I was kind of trying to get and discuss this with Christian now because we do have the option now to actually do kind of a exclusive program, kind of like Patreon ran through the one podcasting website. Um, or if we even do Patreon where we can do kind of a paid service to help cover our cost. Our cost ain't that expensive per month, but I mean, if anybody's willing to support, I, I'm saying the cheapest donation, a dollar a month. I really don't give a shit. Anything helps to go, you know, us creating content and you supporting us. Uh, we may look into that and discuss that if we want to put that out there for the people. Uh, like I said, we really appreciate the loyal fan base we have. Another way to support would be buying merch. Um, you know, we kind of taken a loss on that end every month because uh, not very many people have bought in merch. But um, we like having the option on there. It's something we enjoy doing. It's something we enjoy designing. and We need to do more of it. So we're going to get into it. Um, like I said, though, we'll just get to song of the day. I could ramble all night, but I'm not going to do that. Y'all have shit to do. I got shit to do. I got to get ready for bed, even though it's fucking 11 o'clock now. Uh, but I have to get ready for bed. Got work tomorrow. Enjoy the song of the day. Once again, The Remorse by Drake first, and then Hurricane by Kanye West. Next, we'll see you next Friday. Peace out, people. Sandra bagging CDs in a bubble wrap. People recognize me from the TV, but I'm done with that. People don't want to see me succeed. They should come with that. Even when I come back, I don't know if it's me that's going to be coming back. Soon as I left, I had to make peace with that. Dropped out of school because nobody was teaching that. The best Westerns where a nigga was sleeping at. Damon College booking me to pull up and speak the facts. Even if they make a movie about us, this shit will be hard to reenact. Dislocated shoulder, it's hard to be always reaching back. All these IOUs, it's hard for me to be keeping track. Friends are dedicated, they like to just keeping me intact. Hard to pay 40, pay Noel, pay Nico back All the nights I needed to vent to someone that CJ sat All the nights Chubbs was pulling up where I need him at All the times Mark was making sure that my luggage pack At times he had to double back I mean, even with a salary, you can't put no prices on that There is no salary cap, there is no paying him back For real I wonder what it could have been if I had snakes in the mix Actually, I never want to know because we made it like this Shots gotta fly either way now, make it a miss Overtime hours all good, we taking the shifts What would you do if it wasn't this? That's a hard one The finish line is where I like to pull up and start from Pain is just a place that I go to get the bars from Anxiety's a drug that I use to get the job done Delusional's a space I like to think that I'm far from My son is the one thing I hate to be apart from Bet against me, don't know where they getting the odds from I know that when it's done, I'm going wherever God's from But I still don't know where I get the calm from
Told you everything is fine, dog, but I lied. I be trying to draw the line, but it's a fine line. And I'm drowning out the noise from the sideline. Sometimes it's louder than the voice I got in my mind. I can't even hear myself when I get quiet time. Like how they telling me I'm done when I'm in my prime. They've been trying to push the narrative since 09. And they even had my ass convinced a couple times. But that ain't even a half, I had tougher times. Only look for sympathy inside my mother's eyes. And it's whatever with them niggas on the other side. We got problems we can never really put aside. I cracked the door for us all, put my foot inside. I tried to kill them boys with kindness, but they wouldn't die. So now I kill them all for acting like they couldn't die. Yeah. My hard work doesn't just pay off. It pays all the family debts off. I'm taking heads off. Future out here like Irvin Azoff. Houses paid off, label paid off. My soul for the money wasn't the trade-off. Unlike most of you boys that fade off, I feel guilty taking some days off. Please don't Google my net worth. The numbers are way off. I mean, if you comparing it to what I really made off with. I'm more like Bernie with all the earnings that they came off Trust me, it was nothing light, Holmes They tried to give me a slice of the pie and I took the knife home I know you love me Can't picture being a hubby, finger too stubby to fit a ring on Unless Kawhi wanna run it back Other than that, the strings will be unattached Certified lover boy, I'm not the one for cuddling or none of that Y'all music gets watered down when you love them back And you know what I'm on, blowing past you, owning masters Said you like a father figure to me, but now daddy's not around, so I'm a bastard. Oh, of course, the only villain that show remorse when I owe you more. Soft spot for all of the ones that came before, I can't ignore it. I'm always trying to rekindle. From the bottom to the top, man, what's it like in the middle? From the lemon face radio host that love to be bitter. To my dogs in the game, who wasn't picking a litter? For the young G's out here starting from the beginning. Nobody praying for you when you winning. Don't forget it. Lightning strikes the beach 80 degrees 
scenes over the deep end. Sip it to my stomach, hurt this month, I done lost three friends. Early morning brainstorming, normally I can't sleep in. Sometimes I just wanna restart it, but it all depends. If I'ma be that same young hunger from West End. But my heart is wrongs and the crazy part ain't have no pen. Maybe back interior came with sheepskin. Still remember when I just had three bands. Now I'm the one everyone call on, cause I got deep pants. Bro told me the way to beat the game is on the defense. And never face my names or they might call me, but they gon' respect it. And I feel like you better off trying to call, I might not get the message. She just try to run off with my heart. But I blocked off the X Yeah Oh Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody hurts, but I don't judge rentals. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It was all so simple. I see you in 3D. The dawn is bright for me. No more dark for me. I know you're watching me. 80 degrees. 